By the power of your love, let's sing that again. I will soar with you, and I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on. By the power of your love, let's worship the Lord together. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! welcome you today, Lord. We welcome you, Lord. Send healing in your wings today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus is here. So all things are possible. Shake hands with somebody and greet them. Amen sing of the great physician in just a moment amen would you like just like to have your seats after greeting one another i just want to say god bless you this morning it's nice to be here with you i think i got these things last time i saw you and i'll take them off amen it's good to serve the lord i know your pastor brother tim is away and brother timothy and their wives but the Lord Jesus is here and we're here and we don't want one service to go by without his lovely presence and his nearness and his healing he's here today to talk to us and it's a great privilege of ours my wife is here where's my wife sister Sharon came with us this time and we're just happy to be with you as our family usually we're on the other end of the line you know we see all of you and we know you and worship with you and and it's just a privilege of ours to be able to be here today and look into your faces and I don't want to start saying names but we we love you dearly and we love this church and this is our first time to be here uh, in this building yesterday we got the tour and and the Lord's given you a wonderful place to call home amen it's just a place to feel his presence till we go to our real home and You've had wonderful meetings, haven't you? Wonderful services, wonderful camp meetings, and wonderful times with God's people. And I bring you greetings from Brother Biscoll, Brother Tom Ray, he's in Poland today, and Brother Murphy, Brother Tim Dodd, our family, and our, our family. And um, well, we're just, I wanna get into the word, but I, I wanted to express our love to you. And, at least let you know that we're connected, you know. Sometimes we can jump right into the preaching and, you know, we, about halfway through, you start realizing that we're human too, you know, and we're all human together. And amen. Let's, can we go to the Word? Okay. Well, I think we have a four o'clock service. Is that right? So if you want to come this evening, you're welcome to come. Amen. If you don't want to come, it's not a requirement. Amen. It's only those that want to be. Now, if there's any children or young people that don't want to come, well, you'll have to talk to your parents. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is it okay to laugh in church? All right. And feel right at home. We, we've been um, speaking just two services back at home. Um, about a, on a certain subject, certain line of thought, and I was preparing to come here. And uh, in Feast of the Trumpets, Brother Branham said, when the trumpet sounds, we see something in the earth today. There's a great trouble somewhere. Everybody knows it. Everybody has become a neurotic. 
The whole world is a neurotical world and we know there's something wrong. The Pentagon everywhere, we know there's something wrong. And he's talking about being a neurotic. It means being anxious, fearful, phobic, fixated. Brother Branham dealt with these things in the message. I just got a text late last night from a believer. I'll share with you. Um, I know these brothers and the other brothers get uh, responses back from the people. But they said a few weeks ago you spoke a service. At one point in the service you spoke on two things. Stomach issues and anxiety. These are two things that I've had a, tr a problem with for a year or more. I would wake up almost every morning feeling super sick. In that moment, I took what you were speaking about as for me. And since that time, I haven't had one issue with feeling sick. Our God truly is a healer. Praise his name. And, uh, that's, that's just in the last 12 hours, but I'm, I'm expecting after today that the Lord Jesus is going to touch some of you, touch some of your families. I really come here burdened on my heart. I could smile and be all loose, and, uh, but that's not really how I'm approaching the word. I, I believe the great physician is near, and I believe not just in our bodies we have sicknesses, but in our spirits, in our minds, in our families. And I don't want one service to pass without the Lord Jesus touching his children. He's such a great heavenly father. He's able to talk to any of us today. So we didn't come to just preach sermons and try to just make you happy. I didn't come to preach you happy. I came that the Lord Jesus, the healer, would just touch somebody's life in, in a way that you would say only Jesus can do that. We, we all agree. We, we've heard sermons. We've been in meetings. All of us have. But we want the Lord Jesus to pass by this little address here in this little new assembly and touch our hearts. Let's sing this as we stand together. The great physician. This morning, we can sing louder than this. Oh, he speaks the drooping heart to cheer, oh, hear the voice of Jesus. Oh, sweet is love, We're going to sing that first verse again. Could you slip up your hand if you'd like to say, Lord, call my card today. Speak to a need. I have a desire. I have a burden. And the great physician passed by this little way that I could touch the hem of your garment. The great physician. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Look throughout this congregation today, Jesus. 
And uh, we want to speak on this uh, this morning, the bride's call to a restored mind. The bride's call to a restored mind. And be in prayer with us today. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Can we read it out loud together? Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Is that a wonderful verse? Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. That's a mature word character. Perfect peace. This is the word of God for the Jackson. It's, I will keep your, your mind sound. I'm going to bring peace to you. You're going to keep him or her in a safety and a soundness. I'm going to give you health. I'm going to give you quietness and tranquility and contentment with God and with others. I will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That means whose mind is leaning or resting. I'm being supported. I'm leaning against him. He's sustaining me. He's, he's bracing. I, I, I'm being braced and supported by him. Praise the Lord. He's my refreshment and he revives me when I lean on him. Lean on him today. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Uh, this is a familiar verse. The Bible says, For God hath not, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, 2 Timothy 1, 7, and of love and of a sound mind. I take that as thus saith the Lord. My life will not be controlled by fear. I will not be controlled by Satan's spirit. But the Holy Spirit has spoken to us. He sent his word and it heals us. We've not been given the spirit of fear. So when it's, if it's on you today, just fight it off. Battle it off. But we've received the spirit of power. Love. And of a sound mind. So as you hear the word today, receive the word, and it, it, it will heal you. It'll drive back the things that are not sound in your life. Now, I need everyone to pray today. You that are older, you that are more mature, realize that we have lambs here, but there's also many that are elder. I, I heard a minister, a pastor of this message in his 70s, just say yesterday, that he, he almost just had a break, a breakdown. So this isn't just Sunday school talk and, and you get a little sticker for being here. This is spirits that are coming against every person in the message. It's just most aren't willing to admit it. Most people aren't willing to admit that Satan's trying to battle them. But this morning, the word is coming to you because there's different gifts in the body that can say things a certain way. But as you hear them, the Holy Spirit already knows what you have need of today. And, and I believe we can all be healed today, nurtured. And he can restore someone's mind today as you hear the word. God bless you in Jesus' name. You can have your seats.
So the bride's call to a restored mind. Now Malachi chapter 4, if you can turn to that verse 1, is a very familiar scripture that many would say that that's just Brother Branham. But remember, the Bible says it will turn the hearts of the children to their fathers. So that's what the message has come to. God sent a prophet to restore our minds and restore us spiritually. Malachi 4.1 says, Behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud. And Brother Branham stopped there and he said, Like the Americans and so forth. Yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts. That it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But verse 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness. Is that capital son in your Bible? In my Bible, son. So it's actually deity. The son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. That's part of Malachi 4. That there would be a healing ministry. And that's not just healing campaigns. That are those that will receive, verse 5, I will send you, Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. We've received that word. Do we believe that? But verse 6, that's why I'm including you and I into this. He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the, the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So it's the heart of the bride that's been turned. It's not just the mind. Satan chose the mind. God chose the heart. So if God can turn your heart, your mind can be turned. Your heart can be turned. In fact, verse 2 says, unto you that fear or have respect, my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. This is a scripture today that each one of you can take personal that I've received this message and I fear his name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he is arising with healing in his wings. So healing is in your soul. I've received salvation. I've received deliverance. But it's also healing in our spirits, healing in our bodies. Today, while we hear the word, we can be healed. We appreciate prayer lines. We appreciate being anointed and laid hands on by ministry that is actually God's ambassadors. But the Bible says he sent his word and healed the people. So I believe as believers that, and just take this now as we come into the bride's call. That uh, it's always amazed myself, Brother John. We just turned 46 a few days ago and been raised in Jeffersonville, raised in the message. How many times, and you that uh, have heard the messages know, Brother Brandon would go right down the aisle and say a person's name and their address, and you with cancer, and you there, gentlemen behind there, and you, sister holding the baby. This is what, and, and has it ever amazed you how the Holy Spirit knows each person? But did that leave when Brother Branham passed away? We all have names. We have addresses. We have situations. And God has allowed his ministry, which 
You heard last Sunday, the ministry now that's working in the bride is the final voice. But now the voice is in the people. So healing is rising through the people. And so we're not to be sitting in message churches. This is what has been in Brother John's heart all these years. The Holy Spirit knows he could go right down the aisle today and knows our situations and needs. And Brother John's very aware that there's people that sit in message churches with very great needs and issues and things in their personal lives. But the Lord Jesus knows all about those things. And the reason under the first pool and the second pool that there was such a mass of healing and deliverances, they recognized Jesus was there. But should it be any lesser under this third pool, under the the soul realm? You say, we've received a real revelation now. We've gone further, Brother John. We have matured. Why can't the Holy Spirit still call out situations and our young people or even older ones and families go through years of situations? I believe the Lord calls those things out. He sends specialists by the church. And we can have an MD, a medical doctor, a general practitioner, but there's times that there's specialists, there's real needs, there's gifts that God uses to touch people so that they'll never be the same. And so I believe today that we've received the bride's call as the message, but there's also a restore, a restoration that can take place for you and I, that the appearing of Christ now, as we're message believers, who believes this message? That comes through the message that's really the only real restoration that will last. It's the only real thing that's gonna last for the bride, for our families, for the age. It's the spoken word that we've received. Now we're gonna get into this just a little bit tonight. But there's only one divine healer. There's only one divine savior. There's not a gift in the message. And you have been influenced by many of the best preachers and ministers and gifts that can. But there's never been a divine healer outside of Jesus Christ. Outside of God Almighty. There's none of the minister, your pastor, or Brother Timothy, or these brothers on the platform, or myself, that would say that we're divine healers, or we're divine baptizers. That belongs to one person, and that's the Lord Jesus. But Jesus is here. I don't want to just sing about him. I don't want to just talk about him. I want to see him working. In 2018, I believe he is working then I would say, Lord, restore us completely. Holy Lord. Amen. Medicine does not heal you. Doctors and nurses and hospitals do not heal. And I know there's many that work here in the medical field in this church. My own daughter-in-law and my own daughter is part of of these things. We have this in our churches where many have had education and gone and work in hospitals and things, but No true believer would say that a doctor heals or nurses heal or hospitals heal. They assist. They aid in the healing process. There's one divine healer. Hallelujah. There's one person that can heal and bring this back together, whether it's in your body or in your spirit. 
There's natural remedies. There's herbs or potions or lotions. But those things do not heal. And we can laugh or we can say, oh, that's kind of funny. But Jesus Christ is the only healer. Do we believe that together? We can exercise more, and we should. We can go on vacations, and we can drink more water. We can sleep, and certainly those things are areas where amongst message believers, things can become a natural need, and then they become a spiritual need. I just heard Brother Branham say this this morning in a certain quote, that it's not a spiritual thing. It's a physical thing. And he was talking about a certain case of a need that was coming into the, in, in the church. And he was talking to it. It's not a spiritual thing. It's a physical thing. And I've seen many misinterpret that and not understand when something could be a physical thing. It could be something like exercise or uh, they need to drink more water or they need to get more rest. Those things are true. But it becomes a spiritual thing when a demon attaches itself to that. And that's where we need to be mature believers. And know when it's Satan coming against something and say, that's the devil. But there needs to be in our families and in our teenagers and in our marriages wisdom to know when we need to bear with one another and when we know the change of life as young people go through these things and women go through these things and men go through these things the same as the sisters go through them. And you can get really quiet today, but I'm here as a specialist to speak about this thing. And you can say, well, that's a demon or that's a devil. No, it's a physical thing that becomes a spiritual thing, and many misinterpret that. And that's when Satan will come in there and say, you don't have the Holy Ghost, or nothing ever really happened at camp, or, you know, where is your family? And, oh, it's because you're not living right. And I'm here to declare today, the word is true. Jesus Christ is the answer. And I'm not just throwing a blanket over it all and being naive. I'm saying, God, adjust our thinking. Give us a sound mind. Restore me back to the way I ought to be thinking. You might be approaching a situation totally opposite. And you come and speak to the doctor about it and speak to him. But none of these things that we've talked about, even our church here, your new church, and the ministers and tapes and books and even this that we call the Bible does not heal. But as we hear the word, they aid, they give us faith, they assist our faith. When we hear the word, we grab a hold of that and say, you know what, I like this testimony that I just read to you, uh, stomach issues, anxieties, and anything that the Lord might call out there, you just grab a hold of that and say, if another believer was healed, I can be healed. Call my card today, Lord. There's a prayer line. There's a card, and you're, you're the next one up. Just stand in line and say, God, I have a need. I have a desire. And what's everybody else in the church supposed to do? We're supposed to wait. We're supposed to be either sitting there or standing there or praying in faith. God, touch that person. Just because you're not standing and God's not dealing directly with your need don't mean you get bored and fall asleep and look around. It's like, Lord, help us as a church to get under one mind, one accord. Restoration is visiting you. Are we all together here today? So as we heard in our opening scripture in Isaiah, maybe you can put that up again, Isaiah 26, verse 3. Thou will keep him 
in perfect peace. I really trust someone would take these gospels and just take them down. Did anyone here when you were raised up in your family and you couldn't swallow a pill and your mother had to grind it between two spoons? Did anybody ever do that or cut it? No, nobody else here? Yeah, thank you, Sister Jessica. Amen. And they grind them and they grind them and, and you can take that. Then as you get a little bit older and then you can swallow it down. It's the same with the word. Sometimes the Lord's got to break it down. And he talked to Peter. He said, feed my lambs. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. What is it? It's the word coming to all levels, all people. Take the gospel. Swallow it down. The Lord's on the case. You're, you're in the office now. He's, he's got you now. You've waited. You've lingered. But now you're talking to him, as Brother Aaron sang this morning, face to face. I'm looking at him. Talk to me, Jesus, about things in my life. Call my name out. That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Can I look at this verse with you? Perfect is a maturity. It's a word character that's been molded by trials and in fiery furnaces of affliction. That's finally manifested in peace. That means a completeness. God will keep you in perfect peace. He's going to bring safety to your house. He's going to bring a soundness back to your body, back to your spirit, back to your mind. This is the word of God whose mind is stayed on thee. Lord, let our minds be stayed on you today. I mean, this is our Sunday morning service. So when it says stayed, it means I'm being supported by him. I'm leaning on him. I'm resting upon his shoulder. I'm leaning on his word. I'm bracing myself against him. He sustains me. The word is my absolute. We've gone all through the week. You've read websites and newspapers and homework and, and, and punch cards. But now the word of God, the absolute is speaking. So Lord, whatever you say to us, just bring a restoration, Jesus. Speak to us in a way that would change the situation. And here we hear right away from the word of perfect peace or a mature sustaining has come to you whose mind is stayed on him because he trusteth in thee. Then our very well-known scripture in 2 Timothy 1.7. I think Sister Amanda is helping us today. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So every person that's a believer, this ought to be your enemy today. Fear. Let's all say fear. fear. I'm fighting against you. I'm resisting you. You have no hold on our people. And if you're a strong Christian, it ought to be unanimous that we're waiting on one another until you have it, until Brother Joe has it, until we all have it, until we all come to this. What are we still doing here, Brother and Sister Stanky? Until we all come to this perfect, perfect love, perfect power, till we all have a sound mind. I give it to you today. I, I felt under the Holy Spirit to say, I give you a sound mind. Some of you are wrestling today, even with things as we look into this neurotic age and this nervous tension that all of us have been called to live in this last age. 
We live in an age that is very nervous. And Brother Branham said it was a complex age that we seem unfitted to live in. I don't seem fit to be able to live in this age. I don't think I'm ready. I don't know if I'm called. And God is saying, I put you into this hour. You're my bride. You're my wife. And I'm calling you to have a soundness in your life. For some of you, it is a miracle. It would be a miracle for you to walk out of this service with peace. Brother Ron Colley, it's true. There's people right in our churches that have no peace. And we can sing about it. We can talk about it. We can hear preaching about it. And they leave in fear. They leave distressed. There ever was an hour we needed peace on our homes. It's this hour. Lord, don't just sprinkle it out here. Baptize us. With a sound mind. Look at the last two words of this verse here. A sound mind has to do with an admonishing or calling to a soundness of mind to where there's self-control and teaching to be sober and to restore one back to your senses. Come back to your senses. And it's not what you see and what you hear and what you taste. Come back to faith. Can we say amen today? Come back to faith. Who remembers the uh, prodigal son? that was in the pig pen. Who remembers that? He was away. He had lost his mind. But the Bible says in Luke, and when he came to himself. Hallelujah. He wasn't thinking right one moment, and the next moment, he started to think of home. He started to think of the servants and the church and the youth meetings and, and even the birthday parties that Esther had yesterday and just the gatherings. My, we, we take it so granite for granted, but healing is here. If you're a visitor today, you've just walked into a hospital. And we're not a perfect church. This is a hospital. That's where people are trained to minister to the needs of the needy. Not to just jump on the bubble and just go with the music and say amen and then walk out and be defeated. This is a hospital. Where people come in sorrowful and they leave happy. People come in burdened and they leave free. People come in with fear and they leave in peace. People walk in on stretch or they carry it in on stretchers and they leave. So when Paul was saying we've received a sound mind, why don't we have it today? Why isn't it in our families where there is an admonishment to be restored and come back to your place? Can I, can I read a quote of Brother Branham about this? This is in Led by the Spirit. Brother Branham said, I just returned from Pensacola, Florida, where I had the largest altar call I ever had. 2,000 at one time gave their hearts to Christ in one altar call. And I'd just come home and I'd entered into the little church that morning there was, there was packed several hundred people around the church and they're trying to get me out. And someone said, there's a daughter, a girl, a psychopathic case laying back in the cool shed, the coal shed of the church. Said, Mrs. Rediger. I said, Miss Rediger, what relation are they to B.E. Rediger? 
said, that's his daughter. And B.E. Rediger was a warrior of God. Brother Branham said, resting in glory. Or he'd, you can Google that and look it up. He was a powerful man that was resting in glory. That means he'd passed away. But watch this. His daughter was a mental case. And his other daughter had died in the same condition. She'd been a mental case in the institution for about two years. And there she was. Now, I was thinking yesterday, I was thinking he was a powerful man preaching and singing. And then his own daughter passes away with a mental condition. Then he passes away. And years later, his daughter is in the Branham Tabernacle. Brother Branham came back from a powerful meeting where there's 2,000 and given their heart to Christ in one service. And there she is there. Her mother was trying to hold her, a beautiful young lady, her hair down, sitting back there and just holding her, her eyes staring, staring. And I walked into where she was and she began to to move back, kind of mumbling her mouth like that, saying something about penny or something another and moving back like that. So Miss Rediger looked up and I said, oh my, is that Brother Rediger's daughter? Said, it is. I said, dear Lord Jesus, have mercy on the girl and ask for that power of the enemy to leave the girl. And in a moment, she was to herself. Hallelujah. And today I got a letter. She's going to be married in August. How glorious out of the mental institution, how glorious it is to find his leading. I want to say how great is our God. For God to, like Philip, go from one great revival, one great meeting, and come back to where there's a little girl in a coal shed. But she's in trouble. And mentally gone, and even moving back from her time of help, just mumbling and staring. But the Holy Spirit knew exactly her name and knew to come to her. I say, how great is our God that loves us, Brother Haven. He loves his children. We are not children of William Branham. We're not children of evening light tabernacle. We are children of God. He is my healer. I'm holding on to every word, Brother John. Do you realize today might be somebody's day of healing? A lady that had a mental condition, the very daughter of a powerful minister, and then her own sister had passed away with a mental condition. And the, but God was, was very mindful to come to a coal shed. In another place, in Owensboro. Now, I'm just, I'm just bringing these things to you to let you know that we have been called to a restored mind. All right, come lady. You believe with all your heart. I I see a doctor appear right in here just a few minutes ago, a young fella taking blood pressure. It's a high blood pressure. It had something in the heart. It's heart trouble. You believe that God will make you well of it. You can believe it and accept it. God will grant it to you. Then he moves to another person and says, you want to get over that nervousness? Look, sis, I want to ask you something just a minute. If I could do anything for you, that's the most horrible thing there is of anything else. You've no, now I want you to listen this morning. You're no assurance of yourself. It gives you all kinds of funny feeling. 
You have all kinds of upset feelings like you was going to lose your mind and everything. It bothers you real bad sometimes. And it gets real bad and you get melancholy and have to go off and sit down. When you're walking on the streets, I see you. It gets on you there. Sometimes you have to go back home because it's bothering you so bad. Who was that? Who was that that saw this young lady walking down a street and started feeling melancholy and and have to go back home? Who saw that? Who sees teenagers that have literally in this insane world, I have some quotes later where he said, 80% of them are mentally retarded. And I have another quote where he said, 85% of the people are mentally insane. They're gone. Let me tell you what, friends, that was back in the 50s and 60s. We live in an insane world. And right in the middle of that, God sent us a message to restore our minds, to give us back the right thinking about everything. That's why social media and television will kill your faith. Because it dulls your senses. It gets you tied into the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. You say, but it's not all bad. No, but there's a, there's a level of the tree of life that gives you faith. Let me ask you a question. Who saw this young lady being melancholy, feeling like she was going to lose her mind and feeling real bothersome and walking? It was the Lord Jesus. And don't put it way out there in denominations today where you say, they're the ones with the problems. For years, even in the 70s and 80s, Brother John was raised in this, and many of you know this, camp meetings and conventions has always preached about Catholic Church and the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope and the Pentecostal and the Baptist. Well, 2018, it's right among us in the message. Where spirits have come right in and captured the people's minds. It'll still take thus saith the Lord to set the people free. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe there's a specialist here today, the lovely Lord Jesus, that isn't just being general. Say, it's my general uh, MD doctor. That I, No, no, it's a specialist. He's coming right into that delicate area and letting every person here know he saw you walk down the street yesterday. He saw you in your bedroom. I heard him say yesterday, he said, I, you, excuse me, but he said, your sister there, he sees you in that that." that that place where only you and God know. And the blood and the running. God knows everything. He was trying to bring the word down to the people where they knew only God knows that about me. Listen, Brother Branham said, I'm not reading your mind, but your life can't be hid now. At this time, the Holy Spirit gives me jurisdiction over every spirit and everyone's subject now. I believe the Holy Spirit, this morning, if we would just take the word of God, we are under his jurisdiction. Do you believe that? What county are we in right here, Brother Aaron, Brother Joe? What county? Okay, we're in a parish. All of us. What is it, Brother? Okay, Webster Parish, whether you like it or not, we're all captive inside of this parish. 
We're sitting here physically. Those on the internet, well, they're in other countries or in other places. But right now, whether you like it or not, we're in this parish. But spiritually, we're not of this parish. We haven't driven here and flown here from... uh, We're not being controlled by American spirit. Hallelujah. Laodicea does not control our minds. Some of you need to get real violent today and say, I'm not going to be controlled by this. He'll come right in this church and try to take away your peace and your rest and your joy. And the Holy Spirit is trying to minister to you today. Saying, I've seen you with that melancholy spirit. I see you this last week thinking you didn't have the Holy Ghost. Friends, we've just gone through uh, our, our youth camp. Some of the greatest times of our lives. And now we're back home and now we're down in the trenches. And the devil, he's focused in. Friends, if a 76-year-old pastor in the message... I could hear him say yesterday that he, um, he just this week almost had a breakdown. I was thinking, if that's the ministry, what about the congregation? I'm going to be very transparent. If that's happening in the leadership where Satan is trying to destroy, and, and the problem is 90% plus won't admit it. They put up a strong front. Everything's good. I'm all good. When really it's not all good. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to others. You say, it's all good. That's a lie. Some of us need to turn that around and say, I need help. I need something. Brother John, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Receive the mind of Christ. We give you peace. We give you joy. Hallelujah. At this time today, we're under the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost. Every spirit, every person here now in this building is under the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost and I'm subject to it. Now watch this. Now he's peering into another dimension and he's saying, between me and you is a dark cloud floating like a breath. Many people would tell you to get near yourself or get next to yourself. Brother Branham said, Now he's actually hearing voices in this sister's life of people saying, get next to yourself. Get near yourself. And Brother Branham's saying, I believe it was. He said, forget about it. You can't do it. Because there's something at you all the time, haunting you. And now a prophet was seen, it's like dark. And it's between us. Is that the truth? He said, if by God's grace and God's power and the divine presence of Jesus Christ. And that's what I was trusting today would visit your church, the presence of Jesus Christ. He said, if it'll leave you, you will never permit it to come back again. I want you to bow your head, he said. I want the rest of you, if you don't want the same thing, it's cutting up, it's holding the girl around and around. Watch this dark cloud holding a sister, holding a brother in our church. And you're looking at it and you're seeing darkness and it's gray and it's going around and around. Somebody tell me in this building, but you had the authority and the power to set that person free. You would be out of your mind if you didn't use that power of the word. Friends, let the Holy Spirit bring all of us to a level of faith. 
that if those spirits are between people and between couples and moving, that the Holy Spirit can come down and deliver us. He said it's moving, it's holding the girl. Almighty God, now as he's praying, as this young woman stands here, Satan's determined to put her in the insane institution and let her butt her brains against the wall. But thou art here to deliver her. And this is that hour that she's watched for all along. I hear the cry of a heart. I hear the cry of a heart. Like little Georgie Carter. That I've been in her home when she was alive. She was a girl up there in Milltown with a need. Been in a bed for years. Gone down to... Just a few pounds. And Brother Branham said, I hear the cry of a little sheep. It wasn't a sheep like a, a lamb, like you'd say a natural four-legged sheep. It was a believer. They had a need that was groaning, oh God, oh God. And God caused the prophet that didn't even know where Milltown was. Does, any, does anybody here know where Milltown is? And where is it at? Yes, I do. Well, let's go up there. And they, they come up to a church and it was locked. It, lo- it was locked. And then here comes a man. Can you let us into this church? And we're going to have some meetings here. Then all of a sudden somebody comes. And then God leads him directly to that sister's house whose mother wasn't even believing and was against Brother Branham, but the Holy Spirit called and the angel of the Lord visited that house. Hallelujah. I pray the great shepherd would hear some of your cries, some of your prayers today. You have good ministry. You have a good church. But I'm speaking specifically where there's afflictions and situations that are deeper and how you doing, brother? I'm good. No, no, it goes deeper than that. He sees you yesterday and last week and going down the road. and can't, You have to go back home because you just feel like you're going to butt your head against the wall and your brains. And you just, Brother Branham's praying, thou art here to deliver her. This is that hour that she's watched for. Almighty God, help your poor servant. That this girl that's bound by this enemy, that she will be liberated this very hour. Thou demon in the name of Jesus, the son of God, come out of the woman. Come out of them. And all of a sudden he said, look here, you're all right. You can raise your head. It's gone from her. God bless you, lady. Now you go rejoicing and be happy. It ain't going to bother you no more. I say, God, let that happen today. If it's just one or two or a family, let it sweep through this side. Let it sweep through this side. It's healing in his wings. He'll come down to an old stony heart. Say, you know what? I think I'm just going to go back and be like a servant. I'll sit on the back row because I've made a shame of our church, the ministry, and everyone. That's what was in his heart. But he needed a change of heart. He needed to be restored. God was calling him back home. And when he came to himself. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 8. Verse 20. Is Brother Jeremiah getting married in a few weeks? Amen. God bless you. Brother, Sister Heather. Is that true? 
You ought to be happy about it. Amen. Somebody ought to be happy today. I was happy about it. I, I got the invitation on my desk at home. I'm not going to be able to be here, but, well, I probably will be here. Amen. And watching. <laughs> Jeremiah 8, verse 20. Is everybody doing okay? This was the prophet, the great physician. That's why we had Brother Michael sing the song with us, the great physician now is near. He's near. He knows your son. He knows your daughter. He knows your wife. He knows your husband. He knew that pastor this week, Brother Stanky. And, and nobody else knew, maybe, but his wife or something. I don't know, but finally he stood up and said, I, I've just about had a break. I'm preaching to you out of weakness. I actually got some notes in the back room. I wrote down some of his comments. I say, Lord, help us as your body to help one another for it to not have to come to that place. Can this church say amen? Lord, don't let there be people in our church that are going crazy. And we can help them. Sometimes there's only drywall between you and another need. And there, the demons of hell are coming after them, Brother Pruitt. Maybe it's your sister, your brother. And we get so selfish. We get so into the program. I was brushing my teeth this morning. I was listening to Brother Branham talking about nervousness and a minister that was so nervous and he was almost going into an insane institution. And Brother Branham cast that spirit off of him and that he wouldn't be nervous and go back into your ministry. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to carry a nervous spirit to the pulpit. We have enough nervousness, Brother Tim Winters. We have enough nervousness. In a neurotic age that we live in, we don't need to be, I don't want to use a big word, but perpetuating that or like just allowing it to go on. Are we so ignorant and dumb? We say, we're in the third pool, brother. We've entered into the soul realm. Well, why can't the Lord do first pool healings and second pool dealings if we've gone all the way to the third pool? Can't we reach back and say, God, heal our people? It's not God's will that you perish. I don't have a million dollars to give you, brother, today. But we do have Jesus to give to you. And I think that's the greatest need. In fact, we live in a very prosperous land. My wife and I just came from Mexico. And, and the average family in Mexico makes between four and $450 a month. I thought, God help us. Some of our teenagers make more than that. And we live in plenty. And that's why a prophet could say in this pressure age, a great burden of the age would be the pressure of riches. Soft living and nervous tensions. Well, why does anybody preach on that? In a complex age that we seem unfitted to live in. People are running a marathon and they're unfit. They're dying. They're, they're collapsing in our churches. And we can have great camps and great meetings and great strong preachers, but we have marriages that are barely making it and people that are crumbling. I say, God, help us, Lord Jesus. Yeah. All right, back to Jeremiah 8, verse 20. The harvest is past, 
The summer is ended and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. I'm astonished. Astonishment has taken a hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is, the, is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Is everyone listening? Why do we shut off when we... Oh, we've heard that verse before. Some of it just shut right off. That might be the very thing someone needs. You say, it's just a little need that they have, brother. Just get over it. Just come on, can't you? No, no. Someone might be sitting here this morning right on the brink, and the Holy Spirit said, that's my sheep. That's my lamb. Come on back to the fold. Come on back to my bosom. Look at verse 22. Is there no balm? B-A-L-M. It is a salve. Is there no balsam? A medicine? A cream? An oil? An ointment in our churches? Is there no medicine in Gilead? You say, Gilead, that's a, just a rocky region, Brother John, in west of Jordan. No, Brother Branham said in, in, in the message in Cleveland, Tennessee, there is a bomb in Gilead. Gilead is the church. So let me say it like this. Is there no healing in our churches? Can I have your attention? Do people that are all healthy go to the hospital? Say, there's nothing wrong. Well, let's make a trip to the hospital. Brother Joe, let's go to the hospital. Friends, you don't think about the hospital. But if you're in an accident, like I heard in Tennessee this past week, there was a young man and his fiance, and they were killed in an accident. From the Manchester church. Him and his fiance. A semi truck just totally hit their car and they're gone. They're in another dimension. Some of you know their family or might even know them. It's a wake up call to all of us that we can't live on the bubble. This might be some of our last service. We don't know this afternoon. I could be gone. One of these brothers could take the service tonight. Brother John was taken. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. You could be taken. That's not fear. That's reality. So is there no medicine then in, in our churches where a person can go with genuine needs and there's a physician? The physician's in. Jesus is here. The doctor's in. Hallelujah. The doctor's in. The counselor's in. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, I, I need some comfort. Well, friends, if you don't need comfort, then you're just out on the lake fishing. You're hunting. You're enjoying life. But if you need counseling and you need a doctor, you go to the office. Thank the Lord. He's in, Sister Marie. He's in. Listen, I've been going through this, and this is the symptoms, and these are the issues. Do you have any training? Yeah, this is what it is, and you need to take this, and, and you'll be fine. And then you take the medicine, and within days, maybe, or weeks, or maybe months, or years. I'm, I'm going to get into a quote in just a little bit where Brother Branham dealt with a sister. She was a believer. She was losing her mind. She was driving down the road and had no peace, thought the Holy Spirit had left her. 
And, and he had to talk to her in private over on the edge of the, of the room there. Should I go to this quote? It was my last quote, so maybe I should go to it. He said, this is in 1964. Brother Bradham's talking about this passing through the line a few moments ago. Some of my Italian friends from Chicago. Sister, there's a sister from Chicago. You see, she has a mental nervous break. Just recently, very, a mental break. I've heard ministers say uh, that Brother Bradham doesn't deal with these things. Friends, it's all in the message. I have quotes and files are right in, in front of me. I have all kinds of things Brother Branham said about the subject. The Lord Jesus knows exactly what we were going to have to go through. Can this church say amen? He knows all of our needs. The message is what we have need of. It's right in the message. It just took a specialist to go in there and find out where the people are at. This is what they need. And give the medicine out. Here's a sister in a church in Chicago. And she had a mental nervous break. Very bad. But the morning in Chicago at the Christian businessmen's breakfast, I told the sister, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now just listen to this. She come back to one side. You watch the Holy Spirit, how he's so gentle with these cases. You just, from this service on, I want, I want everyone here to be very aware how Brother Branham deals with this. And sisters in menopause, when he's dealing with them from behind the pulpit or he's dealing with them in the congregation. He'll say, Can I say it? Can I say it? And he's very gentle. She come back to one side and she couldn't hold herself together. And I said, sister, you, you wouldn't get over it right away, but you're going to get well. Wouldn't you love to hear that today? Everything's going to be okay, brother. It's going to be okay. Now it's a sister that's had a break. She's a believer. She couldn't hold herself together. Said, sister, you won't get over it right away, but you're going to get well. I said, it'll be either 18 months or two years. Right in that bracket, you're going to be well. Some of us say, oh, man. 18, that's a year and a half, right? Uh, two years? I'm leaving the church. I'm leaving the message, you know? If that's how God's going to, if he's a prophet, he has the power. He's even treating me good. And he's talking to me. That's very courteous. Look at all these people that are fine. They're rejoicing. Let's just talk to the sister on the side. I, I see that you're in a break. It's going to be about 18 months or two years. There's a lot of us. Our hearts would have sank. He said, Almighty God, can't he just do it like right now? Can he do miracles? Who believes God can do miracles? God bless you, brother. What's your name? I've never met you before. God bless you, brother. You say, Almighty God, two years, brother Hell. A year and a half. What am I going to do? For, do I have to be crazy for a year and a half? <laughs> do I have to come in and feel like I'm beating my head against the wall for a year and a half, brother? But you're going to be well. Amen. So the other day while I was speaking to her, I heard her testifying. She was so happy. The happiest she'd ever been in all her life. She was riding in a car and she had no peace. 
No peace. I wonder sometimes if you'd see people in our message churches what they're like Tuesday morning. Or the Tuesday after camp. Or maybe three weeks later. You know, we're about three, four weeks after camp, right? Did you go to camp? Okay, but three, four weeks later. We're, it's, almost, it's the end of April now. Everybody's kind of getting back to... Right? You know what I'm talking about. Brother Branham saw her riding in a car, but no peace. The presence of God seemed to have departed from her. Of course, Brother Branham said, it was a mental nerve. That's amazing, a nerve. Just a nerve. Some of you that know nerves, they're very thin. And Satan had put his finger on a mental nerve. And she had a break. You say, Brother John, was she a believer? Yes. Did she have the Holy Ghost? Well, it's all through the message, friends. From this service after this morning, I hope some of you really can wake up and begin to realize it's all through the message. It's time after time after time. It ought to give every person, if you're dealing with it personally, or if it's in your family, or if it's in your church, that there's more character in dealing with these things. Can we all say a hearty amen? amen? Say, just get over it, brother. Come on. You're a deacon. You're a tra- You've been in the message for years. You ought to be... Further along, and now a sister's riding in a car, no peace. It was a mental nerve, you know, and all of a sudden, it returned with a great flow of joy. And the power of the Holy Spirit was upon her, and she wept and she cried. They had a great time about three or four weeks ago or a month. I heard her testify. The Sunday before last, she said, Brother Branham, when I got back, And I marked down and took the tape. It was exactly 18 months to the day. Oh my, thank you Jesus. Is he a divine healer? Is is our God a divine healer? You say that was divine. But friends, a healing is different from a miracle. A miracle would be, thus saith the Lord, Sister Adams, you've been afflicted by this in your teenage years. God sees all of that. You are delivered. Stand and go back home and be delivered. We'd say, hallelujah. Our God's great. He's divine. He knows. But 18 months, let me say this today. Our God is great. He's divine. He can do whatever he wants to in my life. If it's today, if it's tomorrow, if it's a month, if it's a year, if it's a year and a half, my God is my healer. I'm trying to move you, not in enthusiasm, but in faith. That's character. That is perfect peace. Whose mind has stayed on him. That's what the Bible says. It's not... Maybe going to happen immediately for every person. You say, why don't they? Come on, you've heard it in camp. You've heard it. We're three, four weeks later. You ought to be. No, no, but many times there's a healing. It takes time. And we're going to get into that tonight. The Lord willing. Our God is just as great in a miracle or in a healing. And, and in little sister Hattie Wright's case, I'm going to show you the photos tonight of little, her, her sister that was in a wheelchair. 
And she stayed in that wheelchair for all those years. She even died like that. She was in the room when the prophet said, I give you whatever you ask. Hello, somebody. I'm going to show you the photo tonight. And she lived and she had the change of life and menopause and we're going to go through all of that. She never did get healed of that till she passed away. Then the moment she passed away, she was healed. She was stepped into a new body. Mm, You say it's not the same. Our God can do whatever he wants. And that's where some of us need to come to that revelation. That's the call. What I'm preaching this message on the bride's call or a restored mind. That is a total confidence that God can do whatever he wants to. And if it's 18 months... My God healed me. He's touched me. It's all going to be okay. Is that true, Sister Butts? It's all going to be okay. And I'm just waiting for more of her testimony. There's been days and weeks of, of things she's gone through that some of you don't even know. Say, God did this thing. It just is so wonderful. But there's been days and weeks and months of like hell on earth. But God chose her because he knew the kind of character she would have. And Brother Branham said God chose Hattie Wright because he knew what she would ask for. I give you the desire of your heart. Whatever you ask, it'll fall into your lap. If it's a million dollars, he said it would have fell right in her lap. Here, look, your, your mother and father is elderly, and they're over here. And, and here's your sister in a wheelchair. But there was something in her heart. Back in the corner over there is two teenagers that are laughing, cutting up, have no respect for God. In other words, she had the kind of character that we all need to have. Don't be moved by emotion. Oh, my needy sister. Don't be moved by my parents that's sitting over here elderly. He didn't say, throw off your glasses. And No, friends, we have glasses. They're AIDS. They're AIDS. I mean, they help. They help us. I hope they. Who has contacts or glasses in this church? Raise your hand. Raise your hand high. I'm contacts. Or, I don't mean to embarrass. Do you all mean you all believe in such a great God? And you're using AIDS and guides like that? I mean, do you all even have the Holy Ghost? You understand what I mean? Somebody walked in here and, uh, and broke their leg or something. You'd be saying, oh, how did that happen? Oh, brother, did, did you go to the doctor? Yes. You went to the doctor? Oh, ye of little faith. And you know, somebody that's, well, you wait till that happens to you. I would say go to the doctor and let him set that bone. The doctors don't heal you. God heals you. So there's a balance between someone saying, that's all spiritual, brother. Just go home and trust God. Right. Well, if you call Brother Tim or me, we're going to say, go to the doctor and let him set that bone. Right. And that's what Timothy would say and Brother Joe and Brother Aaron. Is that right? We wouldn't say, well, just go home and trust God, sister. <laughs> we do trust God. Right. Not when everything's going good and not when the lines break. We trust the God when everything's going good. Is everybody understanding today? The bride's call to a restored mind. Can I go just a few more minutes? 
Can you bring up Jeremiah 8, 22 again? Is there no healing or salve in our church? When Brother Branham said, Gilead is the church, he said, let's think on that now. And no, there's a bomb in Gilead. There's a bomb in the name of Jesus Christ. If it spoke through holy, reverent lips that's been sanctified by his blood and called to the ministry. And he goes on to speak about this. Whatever you ask in the Father in my name, that will I do. How many believe the scripture today? Is there no balm or healing in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Is there no one that's there to, speaking of God, to make things healthy again? To heal us? Speaking of the hurts of nations to bring restored favor or individual distresses to be healed? Is there no physician that can come down to me personally in my personal distress and bring an order? Oh God, bring order back to this Lord. Is there no one that can bring us back to health? Why then is not the health or the fitness or the healthiness or strength of the, of the daughter of my people recovered? Why do they keep going through this? How many believe the word meets the need of the hour? Who believes that? Who believes the message that we've received is exactly what we have need of? In this neurotic, nervous, nervous trouble, age of anxiety and fearful. I do too. That's why we're here today. Listen, Brother Branham said, I went to a place not long ago and they were having a healing service. Can I give another word here? In the back of the room, the psychopathic cell. This was a place where there was a psychopathic cell. You say, Brother John, Brother Branham never dealt with this. You can go right through the whole message. He said that one word there almost 20 times. Just the one word. Back in the psychopathic cell, I went back there and there was lunatics sitting there in their straight jackets and things. At a church service. You know, you just preach and leave and go out for lunch or you just go home and say, oh, we're all happy, we got everybody. And then, but Brother Branham took the time to go back to the part of the church where there was lunatics. Straight jackets. Who knows what a straight jacket is? Lord have mercy. It's this, you do, brother. I know you do. And, and it's a long jacket that has long sleeves where you can tie a violent prisoner or a mental patient. You can tie their arms to the side. Or I went and I looked at some pictures of it this week, and I, I'm not going to show you any pictures of it. There's people in the church that had a straight jacket on. And things, meaning they... There were rows of people that were out of their minds. And there was a beautiful young lady sitting there. And I said, how do you do? You got your patient. And I said, she said, I am the patient. I looked down at her and I said, what's the matter? I said, I don't know, sir. She said, when I was a little girl, I took the road that's wrong. She said, I was raised a Catholic. And she said, they picked me up for a prostitute and sent me down to the good shepherd's home. 
And I served some time and said, I come back from there and said, I went right back to it again. So they picked me up and sent me into a woman's prison and I served two years there. And said, I come back down a drunkard and a cigarette fiend and a beautiful woman, Brother Bynum said, and come right back, she said, and I did it again. And they told me I ought to change my religion. So I went and I joined a certain church and I went down and I prayed the way they prayed and I tried everything and I still just as much as a prostitute as I ever was. I thought of that today as we were driving to church and I, we drove through Minden and I saw this church, a Presbyterian church and a Methodist church and a Baptist church and I thought, Lord, help us not just to be another church. People try this, people try that, and then we get into the message lingo and sing only believe and all the songs and we can just put up a front in the message and wear dresses and have the good look, you know, and look all, ha- you know, and like presentable and then, but there's still trouble. That's when I would say through Jeremiah, why then is the health of the people like that? Why are they going through these things and no one's speaking about it? No one's talking about it. I don't know. I didn't know Brother Redeker. But apparently he had one young lady that died of a mental condition and another one that had a... I wonder if he ever said anything about it publicly. Y'all getting really quiet. I wonder if the church might not have even known. Shh, shh, shh. Come on, we're supposed to keep a real strong... We serve an almighty God, and so those things are going on, but we just don't talk about it. I think that's a failure in the message. When people present a strong front, and I'm very aware we're on the internet right now. People present a real strong front, and we don't talk about those things. Listen, Brother Branham was a perfect example. He talked about what he was going through with his wife passing away and then little Sharon Rose and how he had to bear them together uh, understandably the way that was. And then, then he went through suicide and not once and again. And he was willing to say that publicly. Hello, everybody. Why, why are we so like, oh, brother, that's like a, that's like a stigma, brother. You know, I have a teenage young lady that's going through this or a young man and we just, shh, 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 shh. Or my wife is going through a certain thing or my husband. And we just, oh, it's all like, everything's good, brother. Hallelujah. No, no. When, when, when are we going to even just learn from our prophet? And be open and be honest. Would you pray with me, brother? Sister, pray for my children. We are in need. We are in desperation. Maybe we're not in desperation. Maybe we just are trying to feed our ego. No, no, friends. Today is the day that stops. Today is the day that we can say, give me a prayer card. Brother David, give me a prayer card. And if I'm number nine in line, I'm just going to wait my time. And if it's 18 months, sister, till my husband comes around, I'm just going to wait on God. I'm not going to backslide with him. I'm not going to get a bad attitude. I'm not going to be poison in the church. And I'm not going to go out into the world. I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to serve the Lord. Does this church believe like that? I don't need the whole church patting me on the back and clapping. Yay, yay. Friends, get alone with Jesus. Let him lead and guide you. Let him talk to you today. 
we're dealing with a psychopathic cell in the back in the back part where nobody wants to visit that place and lunatics back there. And there's a beautiful young lady. Where's the patient? Oh, oh, here I am. You're the lady. Yeah, and she starts to go through her story and what she had been through. It's, I said, you've never, been, you've never touched God yet, sis. She said, I said, let's pray. She got down and she prayed and she prayed. I tried to speak to her. She said, Brother Branham, I believe I'm going. I said, no, you're not. You're going out to do the same thing. I said, look, lady, it's the devil. I said, you don't want to do that. A woman as pretty as you are and made the way you are would be an idol for any man's heart. Don't, don't you like to be a little mother and have some children like other ladies? She said, I've always wanted it, Brother Branham. I said, I can never have it like this. I said, you don't want, it, want to do that. She said, no. I said, something's driving you to it. She said, that's right. I said, it's the devil. She said, I always thought it was. I said, but Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Believe this. She said, yes, sir. Let's all say, yes, sir. sir. The Lord Jesus speaks. Yes, sir. What do you think about this word? Yes, sir. And we went into the prayer line for a little bit. And after a while, the power of the Holy Ghost come. And I never said a word. That's where a lot of us get into trouble. We try to take things in our own hands and say, Brother John, there's a need here. Look, we've got an Edith right over here in a wheelchair. We've got people that are going through, you know, change an elderly here. And we got this over here. And this lady's poor. Brother Branham had $20 in his pocket to give to her because she only made $200 a year. And she had come and put $20 in the offering. And he had it in his pocket to give to her. And he's talking about the creation of the squirrels. And thus saith the Lord. She said, that's nothing but the truth. And the Lord gave Brother Branham authority to say, you give her whatever she asked. She asked for my two boys. And they come and repented. Gave their heart to the Lord. And tonight, I'm going to show you some photos of them in their baptism. Hallelujah. But Brother Branham did not say then, oh, sister, Hattie, it worked for you. Now your sister, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise out of that wheelchair. He never did that. That's where some of us get into trouble. God will say this and then, oh, now under this anointing I give you. And then we find out later it's not that way. Then that couple goes through trouble. Then that family goes through trouble. I know some of your eyes are moving like this. It's nothing but the truth. That's where men of God need to know very, very certainly. Brother Branham didn't do that. He didn't say to the parents over here, you over there, you have glasses. Throw away your glasses. No. Friends, they were getting older. They had needs. But Hattie Wright was focused in on a need. Brother Branham said in the prayer line, she raised up in them big black eyes, tears coming down. Brother Branham, something's happened to me. I said, it's all over, sis. Hallelujah. He said, it's all over. She waded into the blood of Jesus Christ and cleansed her and the demon powers. She got married last year and she's going to have a child now. He said, what's the matter? The blood of Jesus Christ cleansed her. Friends, we've had great meetings. We've had great preaching. But there's times when the blood needs to drip down deeper than just a happy meeting. Maybe that was their time. Maybe that was that 
three months later, but I'm waiting until 18 months or two years. Oh, you say, Brother John, you're preaching intellectual. No, I'm not. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what his mind is. And if he does it now, or if he does it two years from now, or if I have to pass away before I have a, that change. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 as we come now toward the end of the service and we're going to pick up again tonight. It's almost 1 o'clock, so it's time to close. I didn't have any amens on that. but 1 Corinthians chapter 2, real familiar scripture. You can put down verse 9. Speaking about the mind of Christ, how it meets the need. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And so many could use the scripture and say, my, we haven't even seen, we haven't even heard. But look at the next verse. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth some things. Hello? The Spirit is able to touch certain areas of my life. The greatest thing is our souls. Is that right? Okay, let me ask a real simple question. Who here was born in sin? Shaped in iniquity. All of us. You say, that's easy, Brother John. We all were. So we all ought to be able to understand There needs to be a soul change. There's sickness in the soul. You need the Lord, brother. Why can't we move that into the spirit? Then we get all quiet. Then if, let me move to the body, and somebody walks in here today with crutches. You say, man, that's very obvious. He broke his leg. Oh, you'd say there's sin in their life. They don't have the Holy Ghost because they even went to the doctor. You see those crutches? No, we wouldn't say that. We would just say, no, give it some time and he'll be healed. He'll be fine. Why can't we? I'm stepping back now to the spirit. Why can't people that are troubled and inflicted and, and you'd say, well, who has trouble today? Or, and don't raise your hand. But in your family or you know of needs in our church where there's people that are in desperate need and they're, and they're afflicted in their minds. And who would raise their hand? Oh, oh no. We'd look around. We'd say, it's a stigma. And the Holy Spirit's wanting to break that today. And say, if there's a need in your body, spirit, or soul, the Lord's here to heal you. Rise and be healed. Rise and be delivered. Look in verse 16. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Is that what the Bible says? So the bride has the mind or the way he thinks about everything. And if you haven't received the mind of the Lord, then just receive it today. Oh, you say, that's a simple blanket statement, isn't it? Just receive the way God thinks about that. I, I don't know about you. Maybe Brother John's really, really simple. But I, you can start praying like this. Lord, help me to start thinking about this situation the way you think. 
Hello, friends. We, we can get all deep, 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 but we, sometimes we've got to draw it back. How are you praying? Lord, help me to start thinking in my mind the way, this, the way that you think about this. Because we can get all worked up and this and that. And brother, I think we ought to do this and that. And why isn't the minister doing anything? And why is there just... Friends, there's usually more to the situation. And we need the mind of Christ. We need a quickening of the word and apply it in that situation. Tonight, I want to give you another example of that if you come back. (laughs) Brother Branham had teenagers. And Rebecca had come to that place, 16 years old. And she walked into a meeting in January. And Brother Branham said from behind the pulpit, he said, My daughter, I'm praying that she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost during this rally. It was a young people's rally. There's a lot of us who would have said, Oh, my dad... Dad, I mean, I'm 16 years old. You just told all these people that I don't have the Holy Ghost. Was Brother Branham ashamed of that? And You know, we're all fine in our, I'm the prophet of the living God. And no, no, she's 16 years old, but I'm praying she received the Holy Ghost. And in that same year, I want to show you some pictures of her. She's a beautiful young lady. She got caught up in another friend. They were, they were playing rock and roll music, boogie-woogie music on the piano. And they tried to talk to her about it. She said, like, she's the only person we can take lessons from. And, like, any person, we look, come, you know, there's always some answer back again. And then she's back and forth, and I'm going up there. And then Brother Branham is talking to his wife about it and said, we've got to understand We've got to think 18-year-old thoughts. Then he said, she'll be 18 in a few days. So she was 17 years old, and she's like talking to them back and forth. And Brother Branham's talking to his wife and saying, we got to be a friend to her. Am I preaching too deep? Then you know what she did? She got so upset, Rebecca, she slammed the door and said, I'm going anyway. And Brother Branham said, that was the devil. Didn't call Rebecca a devil. He said that what what caused her to slam that door and walk out like that was the devil. Are you still listening? Over here he's saying to his wife, you got to understand her. You got to be a friend to her. And then on this side he said, that's the devil. So there's discernment in the family. Oh, praise the Lord. Receive the mind of Christ. There's a time, if you would call her, say, that's the devil, Rebecca. That's just nothing but the devil. You're going to lose her. But over here, She's operating in a certain way. You don't sit down. Now, we need to understand this and look at this. This is where intellectualism will kill you every time, you know? And you're, you know, come on. That's a, and a, friends, you need to have the balance. The balance is, thus saith the Lord. This is when you need to understand. This is when you go through things with young people. They're going through the change, just as the same as the older ones are. Then there's a time the devil's coming in. And you need to call that out and say, that's an evil spirit. Say, Brother John, I'm really confused. No, the Holy Ghost knows exactly what it is. Yes, we have the mind of Christ. We know what he wants done in the matter. You do. Just before we close, can I read a couple more? And then Brother Branham said in, in a message 
in Indiana, when a man becomes born again of the Spirit of God, he becomes an offspring or a son of God. Then he has the same type of mind that God does. Listen really close here. He has the same type of mind that God does. That's incredible. The mind that was in Christ is in us. And we believe for the unseen, for the miraculous, and just anything. And we have the Holy Spirit who comes to us and speaks to us concerning these things. There's a prophet. Oh, you say, shh, shh. We don't talk about those things in our church. That's too delicate. We wouldn't even go there, brother. We're going there. The Holy Spirit's going there. You say, just when everybody's walking on eggshells and the Holy Spirit just comes right in and says, this is what it is. You say, wow, thank you, Jesus. Somebody cares. Brother John, you mean you've studied this in and out? Absolutely. You mean you've searched through the, absolutely. Watch this. We have the Holy Spirit who comes to us and speaks to us concerning these things. And that's the whole purpose of these meetings, dear Christian friend. It's not no other purpose before God, but that your faith in God might be stimulated to a place to believe Him for the salvation of your soul and the healing of your body. You say, I thought it was all about the soul, the soul. Friends, God deals with the soul. He deals with the spirit. And He deals with the body. Oh, you can say, Brother John, I can understand the soul. Yeah, we've, been, we've done that. I can understand the body. Because if somebody's in a wheelchair, or stretcher, or like, it's so obvious. Oh, you roll your eyes. It's so obvious. But Satan likes to hide in that spirit realm. I'm thankful for ministers in the message that'll just go there. They'll just walk right out there and start saying it. I thank the Lord for that. It's like pulling the covers right off the devil and saying, get out of the house. Do you like that? Say the devil's going, something's going on. I don't know what it is. I can't never put my finger on it. And the Lord walks in there and pulls the covers off and says, you get out of here. This is my family. This is my house. This is my mind. This is my spirit. You can't walk all over that. That's my bride. Get out of here. Thank you for opening that door, Brother Baxter. Devil, just get out of here. I'm not talking to you. Get out of here. I didn't call Brother Baxter the devil. I thanked him for opening the door. There, just get out of here. Stop hiding in that corner back there. Then when that sister walks around and walks right out, that devil just goes bloop, bloop, and she goes out in her car. Man, I'm so condemned. I'm so troubled. No, that devil's already down, out of the parish, down to Sonic somewhere. He's waiting for some of you with his little milkshake and Sonic saying, man, that was a long service. And he'll just jump right into and you'll just kick. Friends, some of you need to just kick him right out and yeah, say, the mind of Christ. Yeah. Say, but we've received the Holy Spirit. That's why I read this quote. The Holy Spirit comes and speaks to us concerning these things. Then in another message, Expectation, he started to talking about God and his word and how God has put, set in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, gifts of healing, goes on to speak about speaking in tongues, different gifts, 
that he set in the church to edify the church to bring it together. I think that's really good. Certain gifts, he said, there's gifts in the church. Some can speak with tongues, uh, some can interpret, and some are sent to preach. Some get up here and just preach, preach, preach. You say, man, I got a house on fire. Just preach, 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 preach. But then another brother will come in and just be speaking in a certain way, and somebody else will be so edified and strengthened, saying, thank you, Jesus. I just felt the Holy Spirit come into the room when you said that. You're just closing in prayer, and all of a sudden, I just felt like everything, just like a key in a lock, just turning, and the Lord came down and confirmed that, and I began to weep and cry. Some of you need to do that today, and thank the Lord Jesus that he loves you so much. He'll come down and talk to you like this and say, it's okay, brother. It's okay, sister. I know all about the situation. In closing, I'll say this. If you're troubled in your mind, be healed today. Be healed in the name of Jesus. If there's distress, and I got a whole long list of different doctors that they have, physicians and medical doctors and specialists and dermatologists and allergists and neurologists and gynecologists and pathologists and even psychiatrists and sleep specialists and general surgeons. There's all kinds of physicians and doctors, but our lovely Lord Jesus, he's in control of everything. And he knows what I have need of. You're not just walking into an office of somebody that says, oh, just take an aspirin or, you know, I think it's that. And he kind of probes in over here. He's trying to get you out of there. My son, Michael, had studied medicine and then went to uni- college and university to be a doctor. He was going to be a doctor. Then he, he job shadowed some doctors. And he realized over time, it's all about the almighty dollar. And one specifically, doctor, there was a lady in the room, Brother Aaron, and he was talking to the lady, and, and he prescribed, this doctor prescribed medicine to the lady. Then when she left the room, he said to my son Michael, he said, that lady didn't need that medication. But he's under a certain quota from the doctors, uh, from the uh, medicine, com- what do you say, pharmacist company, to give out so much medicine? said, that lady didn't need that medication. That's when my son realized, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. I'm thankful our great physician ain't a liar. Friends, he's not pulling us through 2018 just to trouble our minds and get us all twisted. We're not going in a rapture all twisted up. Help me close this service. We're not going to end this out here in a rapture and all come dragging into heaven all tormented and beaten down. Friends, we are victorious. And don't put it all out in denominations. It's right in your church. And forgive me for being so personal. It's right here. And I pray God that the inspiration of the Holy Spirit will now move greater than ever before to help us be agents with the Holy Spirit and co-workers with Him. I pray this today. If you get anything out of this, realize it could be for you. Or it could be for someone else close to you that needs this. And just before our musicians come, I want to say this. Because David, in in 2 Samuel 22 and in Psalms, he talked about this. He remembers David. He said, he teacheth my hands to war. 
so that a bow of steel is broken by my hand. We say, man, that's powerful. That take the word. Ah. But do you all know the next verse? Can you put up 2 Samuel twenty-two thirty-five? I wanted to close with this to let you know there's a way to handle this situation. And we look at David and say, my, he teacheth my hands to war. So that a bow of steel is broken by my hand. Man, that's powerful. That's everybody. Sharpen your swords, man. Sharpen your... No, look at the next verse. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation and thy... Hello? Thy gentleness hath made me great. Amen, Brother Andrew. I mean, one verse makes it sound like, brother, you need to press it through and just, yeah, take out the sword. And the next verse, he said, thy gentleness hath made me great. I'm speaking about the way you handle people and deal with situations. There's times to take out their sword and take off the head of the enemy. Then there's times to step back and say, Lord, give me gentleness here. In fact... Psalms 18, verse 34. This is our last scripture. David says it again out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Psalms 18, 34. He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arm. Some of you would say, man, what our church needs and what our ministry needs to do is teach our young people and teach our families to war and take out the sword and identify. And then we see the next verse. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. And that's what some of us lack. We can see one side and we can say, come on, brother, come on, church, come on, believe, come on, young people. And then there's another person that comes in and deals in the same situation, totally opposite. You know what that is? That's the wisdom of God. It's another doctor, another specialist saying, no, I understand what you're saying, but we're not going to approach it like this. You've tried that over here. And apparently it's not working. So let's come around this way. I think for this patient, and I'm not thinking of any situation. I'm not thinking of any, any person or any... I'm, I'm speaking in a way of character. Sometimes a, a specialist will walk in and say, Oh, you've tried this. I'm looking at your charts and you've tried this. Have you tried this over here? I'm offended, brother, that you would even say that. No, 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 no. It's all for the healing. I want this patient to walk out of here and be free. Not probe and push. And I want to say, God, give us discernment. Thy gentleness hath made me great. Even David said, you know what? Sometimes it's not all swords and shields and violent take it by. Sometimes you got to come in another way. And if the gentleness is a virtue of the Holy Ghost. If you look in the New Testament, gentleness is a characteristic of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That finally got somebody. Amen. There's a time to just say, God, help me. Help me to approach this situation in the right spirit, Lord. You say, we have the mind of Christ. There it is right there. Sometimes it's just the opposite of the way you've been handling it. Come on, brother. Come on. Say, say, I'm trying, brother. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Well, sometimes you need to step back and say, oh, I need the mind of the... Maybe it's coming in this other way. 
Have you tried this? You need to be a friend in that situation. You need, you need to be the mother in that situation or there's going to be another female that's going to get your daughter. Oh, no, Brother John. It's quoting the word. This. No, if you're not careful. But you're over here saying, that's the devil. That's the devil. That's the devil. No. Brother Branham talked to his wife and said, we need to understand. Oh, brother, you're so compromised, Brother John. You're preaching compromising. No, I'm not. It's a balance. It's bringing the Holy Spirit and saying certain things. You say, no, they've tried this certain pill. We need to come another way, brother. Do you know they're allergic to that? No, I didn't look that deep in their chart. I didn't realize that penicillin would kill Billy Paul. And Sam Adair, he's like, oh, Billy, I killed your son. I killed your son. He gave him penicillin. He's puffing out like that. He didn't know he was allergic to it. But the Holy Spirit did. And Billy Paul's falling, falling. And, and his brother Branham said he described it like this, that it was like two arms came out and stopped him. Hallelujah. Maybe the Lord Jesus put out his arms today. He's trying to stop somebody. And you're laughing and joking and texting and emailing. You just think life is, and you're falling, falling. And the Lord Jesus put out his arms today. And said, I'm going to catch that son. I'm going to catch that daughter. I'm gonna... Can I get your attention? As we bow our heads and our musicians come, thank you for your attention. The bride's call to a restored mind. Lord, restore my mind, Jesus. Peace of God, cover me. Cover us, Jesus. Cover us, Lord, today. Peace of God, cover me, Lord. In this nervous, tension-filled age complex that I seem so unfitted to live in, Lord God. We bow our heads together as brothers and sisters. More or less just like a fellowship this morning, God. Speaking about your word as brother prayed here to share a little bit. What's on our hearts? We see the assembly. We're with them through the year and fellowship and connected together. But we're interested. Sometimes it's not the 90 and 9 that need all the attention. Maybe they're fine. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're family and marriage is good. But maybe there's a broken heart, a broken spirit, someone that is, needs a restored mind. And in your heart, you know that's exactly what I need. I need a salve and a balm. Is there no physician? Is there nobody that would take a youth meeting and talk about that? Isn't there anybody in the church that would come by and say something about our family, our need? Or maybe it's like this. Maybe the Lord really constantly is speaking and working and it just needed another person to say the same thing. Just another vessel. Just another doctor to walk in. You say, I'd like another opinion, please. I'd like another second or third. And, and they come in and they say the same thing. And you realize, oh, I realize maybe I've been taking it for granted, Brother Tim. 
or that's just Brother Timothy, or that's Brother Joe Adams, or that's Brother Aaron Oglesby, or oh, that was just Brother Danny Steeman, or Brother Andrew Glover. No, and you begin to realize it's the same Holy Spirit, the great physician, the Prince of Peace. Say, how much do I got to pay now? I got to walk out of this room and talk to the secretary and she's going to want my little card or I got to fill out a form or I got to give some sort of deductible. No. No, maybe we got it so easy. We can walk in and walk out and maybe give a little offering or do our little duty. But the Lord Jesus knows. Don't live troubled today. Just a few minutes, we're going to be going out and I say to you in closing, don't be troubled any longer. Don't think you're the only one going through this. Don't think that you're the only teenager that thinks sometimes like nothing really happened. Don't be the only mother in our church that feels like you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because someone that was more spiritual wouldn't even have done that or thought that. No, sister, you're probably like the rest of the sisters. We just need to be more honest with one another and share about what we're going through. Then someone in in the room would say, really? You mean Sister Jessica battles with that? You mean Sister Oglesby had that same thought this week? You mean Brother Lay actually was almost at the point of breaking? Oh, you think that sister, she would just be on the top of the world and doing so well, and then you begin to find out there's a real need in her life. Let's not be like Brother Way that had talked to Brother Branham privately about a complex, and Brother Branham began to talk about it, and he kind of resented that kind of resented that Brother Brandon would say that about him and he fell dead at the end of the Sunday morning service let's not be spiritually dead and walking out of meetings and going week to week and our hearts are real hard and troubled give that to the Lord Jesus today I, I believe spiritually God's laid hands on you he, the Holy Spirit has said the certain words to just cover you with his understanding with every head bowed I wonder who would say Lord give me your mind about this situation restore my heart Jesus restore my whole approach God have I missed it somewhere is there something I'm approaching that is I should be so sensitive like David give me gentleness Oh, Jesus, maybe there's some in our church that need to take the first part of the verse and you're always so passive and always so, and you need to be strong in the Lord. Take your sword, brother. Move out there and declare the word. Stop being so passive in your life. Maybe you this morning have fell on one side or the other, but I encourage you, let the mind that is in Christ be in you right now. Say, Lord, fill me, God. Make me a strong believer that that though I might be going through troubled times, my faith is in you, Lord. My trust is in you. 
Oh, divine healer, divine savior, miracle worker. Would you come into my life? Would you give me that kind of peace, Jesus? Let's stand together as brother. Michael helps us. Oh, peace of God, cover me, cover me. Let's just continue now before we go. Cover me, oh, peace of God. You can raise your hand. That's a real good sign. Through the storm. 